This is exactly right. My favorite murder, the podcast, the highly professional true crime podcast that asks the question, what if two women who were slightly um, interested in true crime and had a free time on their hands and like to have conversations and make up facts yeah. and not do a lot of research, how to podcast? We need to start this over. No, I love it. <laughs> I love now it. you do one. Hey everyone, this is My Favorite Murder, a podcast where we talk about our favorite murders, which is kind of insulting to people who have been murdered, but we don't mean it that way. We're trying to be fucking cool and interested <laughs> and like, we have so much like empathy. Right. That's our, that whole thing was our tagline. Okay. Are we, are we blowing should, this? Should we do another one? <laughs> are we just going to keep doing that? Like, welcome to What the Fuck starring Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, our listenership just went up so high. Oh my god. We'll steal listeners from Marin. Yep. We'll convert them to our way of thinking about murder. Yep. Which is with very little fact. Right. How are Which you? is just kind of conversational. Oh. I'm good. It's nice to see you. Me I too. saw you, Georgia, last night briefly at a comedy show where there was no air conditioning. Oh. And we both looked like we had we were crossing paths uh in a sauna yeah essentially is what it looked like well if the podcast i'm not sure if, i'm not for sure but if this is coming out a day late yes yeah. because we normally record on monday but my apartment was so fucking disgustingly hot and i and i don't and i have tv money i have base i have i have cooking channel money yeah you have tv money which is the which isn't what tv money used to be it's right. now radio money right so I live in a one bedroom apartment with no fucking air conditioning. That's what I'm trying to and like. And on Monday and Sunday, it was like 106. Yeah. It was over 100 degrees in Los Angeles. And so my, my living room was like, a, like a, it was like a jacuzzi. It felt like a jacuzzi. Yeah. So we're doing it instead on Wednesday and we're sorry, but. Yeah. It's this, it, it's a weather delay. It's a legit weather delay. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of Los Angeles is being affected this way because of the stupid comedy show. Uh, I don't know if their air conditioning broke or if they had said. some kind of a blackout or brownout oh. or something, but they couldn't. So it was like a full on comedy show with a full audience. They had to open the side door when I was on stage. There's nothing. Cop cars went by and ruined my Bjork bit. Uh, Your Bjork bit was so good. It was, people did not laugh at all. And I wonder if it's just because it was like two cop cars or an ambulance, whatever did was going by. Did you hear me by. loudly cackling in the back? Was that you? Yeah. I'm supportive with, I, I learned a long time ago from someone who used to, like I know in comedy, should I say who it is? Sure. I, Ed Salazar. Oh yeah. Who's like a sweet baby angel. When he, I hated being near him when he w was at a comedy show because he would laugh super loud and clap <laughs> when he laughed, which like laugh clapping is my least favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And he had this like, ha ha, like loud laugh. Yep. And one day I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm being supportive of my friends. I yes. want them to know when they're on stage that I am laughing out loud yep. and making people around me laugh too. And I was yes. like, oh, that's why I do it too. Yeah. You like get trained as a stand up that you have to let your friends, you know the feeling that they're having on stage, which is usually 
the world hates my guts and you're kind of trying to earn back yeah. from that below zero feeling and so when you're when you are genuinely make your comedian friends laugh in the audience they know they have to let you know yeah because that's basically saying don't stop doing that bit right there's no like there's no under your breath guffaw it's like no no it's like ha 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 which i fucking love and i do now and i'm like i'll do it so loud (laughs) and i don't care now i'm thinking there were a couple moments where i was laughing at a certain laugh and i'm pretty sure it was you i go (laughs) ha Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, because it almost sounded sarcastic. <laughs> but I was like, don't don't go into how you think a person is sarcastically laughing at you oh, that when that's me. probably not happening. I need to change her. I'll go, ha! <laughs> well, now that I know that it's you, it's going to make me laugh. Instead of being defensive, because someone did make a weird... I did the first joke I did in the... As the laughter was ebbing, because the first joke went fine, mm-hmm. then someone, and it sounded like a drunk dude, went, yeah. And it was that kind of thing that makes me want to jump Wait. off the stage and strangle someone. Hold on, though. Was that in the back? I don't know. Because there was a joke you did about the um, Yucca Corridor. Yes. Where you used to live in Hollywood. Right. And you went, you went, I lived in the Yucca Corridor, and there was a guy in front of me who like went, yeah. Genuinely was like used to live there (laughs) And I'm from LA almost And I didn't know what that was So I think that maybe that's who it was No no I know what you're talking about And that was like he was trying to support because, But that was the setup of a joke It wasn't the punchline This was after the punchline And it was basically someone Making a sarcastic comment like I kind of don't agree with you is what it sounded like. Can I tell you one of my, like this moment I go back to, you know, the shamies, like the next day after you were drinking, you're like this, I did this thing and I'm so sh- ashamed of it. Yeah, oh yeah. I have one from like 2007 Oof. that I still like think about, about I was at a comedy show and I went, nope, at something. <laughs> and I want to, and it was a friend who was on stage, but it was still like, and I remember a couple comedians that I'm friends with turned around to see who said that. <laughs> And I, I still think of it and get this like coochie twinge of like of shame, you know, that like, ooh, can't believe I did that. Oh my God, that sounds, that is, ex- that in a nutshell is what I was like when I was drinking. Mm. Although I was drunk. I would never have a twinge about it. I would be oh. like, and that's the least I'm going to say. Right. You're lucky. I'm not. Yeah. That's why I kind of try not to get too drunk at comedy shows. Cause like, I don't want to like fucking say anything. No, I know. It's, it's a. Uh, it's for me it was a, a lot of bad behavior would take place because like at, at the old Largo we right. would stand in the back and then the comedian would be on stage there would be these people that paid money and waited in line eating dinner eating dinner to watch the show and then the comics would stand in the back and talk to each other right, while other people stood next to each other back I'm there. sure we did because right my friend and I were like we don't have dinner we're like the cool ones who go in the back and stand like you'd we stand were... by the sound booth yeah so here's what I used to do and maybe you remember this because I this was I stopped drinking right when that that show started yeah um we would all be talking and i would of course be laughing at like not at the comic but at things my friends were oh saying my God. and if anybody would turn around who was standing <gasps> yeah in the audience area like, the fuck i'd literally go turn around <gasps> uh-huh like a high school bully oh, it was one of my favorite things to do imagine how broken i am inside you would have hated me you would have been so mean to me if we had met back then are you the kind of person that would turn around and try to give me a dirty look no, I think if one of my friends are on stage and someone's talking a lot, I'll do it and be yeah. like, you know, shut the fuck up. I but probably would have enjoyed th- that. Yeah. I think it's the passive aggression. I was just obnoxious. I don't think you would have liked me because I was like a hipster, like an anorexic hipster. Mm. 
I like rode my Vespa to, I'm not kidding, I rode my Vespa to Largo <laughs> to watch like alternative comedians. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have. Liked when I was like him. 21. Well, I wouldn't have liked you on the surface, right? But also, but I wasn't I, confident enough to like be cool, right, around you, the way I was when we met when I was in not anorexic anymore and in my 30s. Well, you had your you had your own you know identity going, yeah. Um, but I, I have a, in my opinion, anorexia and. Uh, my eating disorder are very similar where it's just a, it's the equal opposite where it's just it's a a weird body like bin, binging is that what yeah. you think you have mm-hmm. what you th- is that what you think you have that was so mean is that what you think see you we do? have so much in common <laughs> this is, such a is that what you're claiming oh my god it's a total cat party it's oh god <laughs> this is a mess right now i got a kitten i'm fostering a kitten and my cats are fucking rebelling and i'm sorry and no it's fine all right um, so we have some housekeeping. Oh yeah, you want to go first? Or me? Uh, oh well, I just needed to say that um, in my classic style, when I did uh, the story about the uh, evil nurse uh, from the 1800s that liked to kill people Are you last doing week. A correction. Yeah. Okay. Um, because she used to do a co- a combo of mor- morphine and atropine. Did you see this? No. I always forget a that I'm talking to a other people besides you and B that a lot of those people are medical right. from the medical profession. Right. They have studied and gone to school. That's so problem. I'm just, as I was reading my uh, very light research, um, <laughs> I just assumed that atropine would be the opposite of morphine, okay. but actually because of all the genius people that we have on our Facebook page, I learned from uh, a person who I believe is either an RN or a, a medical registered person. I can't remember. They had it was like three people who were like a doctor, a week. nurse, and someone else. Yeah. yeah, I'll correct my correction. Um, but they basically said atropine is the drug that stopped the um, what's it called uh, the death rattle which is this the final sounds that you make that go on and on that terrible breathing at the end of life heard it i assumed atropine was some kind of an upper i thought she was giving them uppers and downers with their uppity and down yeah like killing them and bringing them back but but that was just me assuming i don't know why also downers they're also downers it's it's just different ways of shutting people's systems down i literally wouldn't care if you ever corrected that and i I know but I have I'm correcting it because I have a bad habit of making assumptions okay. that are like I make assumptions about medical knowledge right. and stuff like that. So okay. do you think if you had said, I don't know what they are, you wouldn't have cared? Or is it because you you because, because you explained I, a thing? I'm saying it as if I know it for a fact. And it's because my mom was a nurse. So I'd hear That's her yeah. use terminology. So I was like, I know what atropine is. Well, of course, I fucking don't know what right. atropine is. No, That's fair. Man, I say Yiddish words that don't mean the right thing all the fucking time because I heard my grandma say it. Well, you can apologize for that on your Yiddish podcast, but I have nothing to do with it. It's actually Yiddish true crime podcast. Uh, it was that. And the only the other housekeeping I have is just somebody made a really good point. They were offended when we were talking about um, Matt Dwyer's um, hometown murder and the kid not making eye contact. There was somebody yes. that was really hurt by the fact that it was like only psychos don't make eye contact. Yes. And, and 
we of course don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They uh, uh, there's a big long thread with a ton of people saying, "I also have this problem. Right. It makes me feel bad. Ugh. I didn't like that part." I'm and sorry. of course, we apologize for that. Oh, you yeah. guys, that's not, I'm so sorry. What a fucking. But we we do that because we're just talking to each other, and yeah. this is a this is a casual conversation that we often forget that we're making these mistakes. So and you and I are both people that like ex- like exaggerate not exaggerate in that it's not correct just like go like go to we, the end of every single thing we get into it of like we're matt dwyer and now we're walking next to the guy yeah. that won't make eye contact with us and right. yes so so we Both gemini's is what we're saying i'm a taurus fuck never mind <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and make a correction from uh, a minute <laughs> from, from second the ago is box. that um it's Karen's a subset correction but this is a point that I really liked in this thread there's a bunch of people making each other feel better which I really love yeah. and that seems to be what happens on our Facebook page but also there was a guy who made this great point which I really liked which is that more commonly a sociopath or a psychopath makes too much yeah, eye contact totally. because they they are trying to read your face so they can manipulate you so they often will stare at you for way longer than is natural and and something that I know from reading, they don't blink a lot. Wait, it's not because I'm so beautiful that they can't take their eyes off of me? It's that too, Georgia. <laughs> but also they're trying to figure out, they're trying to, as this guy was talking about, reading micro expressions, figuring out like what's triggering you or scaring you or whatever so mm-hmm. they can manipulate you more. But also I, the thing of like, n- pe- people who are like that, who know they should be making eye contact, they just do it and don't understand how natural it should be and mm-hmm. so they do it overdo it right yes you know what i mean yes you're talking about sociopaths right yeah yes exactly right and that obviously there's a range and so but but the i just thought it was an interesting point of being like actually the cra- the, the the people who you really should look out for are the people that make too much eye contact okay. which well, is i'm really sorry true. to those people that we offended about the eye contact thing we overdid it and i we yeah and it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to, ha- it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in this for the long haul, which ends Which you certainly don't someone, have to be. No. It is a podcast, by I the mean, way. Yeah. Oh, and I want to do a housekeeping of, okay, you guys, the t-shirts that you ordered and thank you. And that was, I'm so excited to see all your photos of you and your t-shirts. So this was our first t-shirt that we've done and it's taking a little longer and it was a pre-order. I'm getting a lot of emails of people saying, I ordered my shirt at this time. Where is it? So it was a pre-order, which means once the orders closed, I think it was on like June 6th, I sent them to the company VG Kids that are doing the screen printing for them, which is happening right now. Then they're going to get sent to the, there's there another company called Whiplash that does all the order fulfilling. So I'm hoping by the end of June, everyone will have their orders. And I'm sorry it's taking so long. It's a learning curve. Next time we do t-shirts, which I think we're going to do a stay sexy, don't get murdered shirt next by again, by uh, Michael Ramstead, who's such a fucking talented artist. He's the one who's doing the, the shirts that we have coming out right now. I'm going to make it a shorter window of of buying time. Well, and also we can just remind people more. A pre-order yeah. is basically like you're, you're you're this is 8 weeks wait time. Yeah. And the reason we do that is because some companies won't print shirts one at a time and also want to make sure you have a big enough order. Yeah. That that they're making money off of it, which is totally understandable. And so. it was our first time out ever, so we didn't know if we were going to sell 20 shirts right. or 100 shirts. Totally, totally. Yeah. So those are coming out and I'm and there you go. You're going to get them. And everyone's going to get them at the same time, which is kind of fun. Uh, along with us. Yeah. Yeah. Is and it, can we wear our own pod, is it like your own band shirt? 
Can we wear our podcast? I think I'll wear mine around the house. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird for us. It's going to be weird to me for me to wear a shirt with a cartoon of me on it. (laughs) I don't. That's not my style. Okay. You can. Oh, thanks. I mean, I won't judge you. I'm saying. I didn't mean that to sound so bitchy. (laughs) We're not fighting. (laughs) (laughs) We just simply aren't. We just both have sarcastic voices. (laughs) It's our tone. Um. Should we get into it? Yes. Uh, there was one more piece of housekeeping that I really want to remember, and now I can't. Is it about Damn me it. asking the Facebook page for help with this? <laughs> and I murder? accused you of cheating, and then someone valiantly came to your defense. Thank you. Thanks, Vince, my husband. <laughs> He's on there as a, a disguised as a, a woman. Yeah. Um. No. We could think of it later if you think of it. Okay. Doesn't have to be up top. Um, if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, made-in cookware. Made-in was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made-in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's It's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, so last week we had a cha- a challenge. We we're going to have a topic and, and it's um, 1500s. 1500s. Oh, the, the, the reason I called you a tutor is because when you asked that, one of the first 
things yes. that people posted was the one I wanted to do. Right. I went on. Okay. Here's my problem. I think 1500, I think anything pre 1800 is boring as fuck. Uh huh. Like, I just, I'm, I really don't <laughs> care. I, well, well, now we know that. We now didn't I know that before. Yeah, I didn't even know that where yeah. I was like, I don't fucking, who cares? <laughs> you fucking like you and your corsets and your God, there was so much um, Latin. There's a lot of Latin and there was a lot of um, calling people a witch and then just slowly murdering them. Like like if they owed you money or you wanted their seat. Totally. And then there's just so much like so much that is lore at that point. Yes. That isn't interesting. Like to me, it's like this thing happened in the 1920s. Like that was so recent. Yeah. And so interesting. And, and also, like, uh, he's going to step all over your computer and ruin your files. It's cats. This is hot cat action. This is what it's like. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm just, I really like that I'd uh, be able to put myself in someone's shoes. And if the shoes are, like, made of fucking fox skin and they're, like, and they haven't invented laces yet and they, like, you know, I just don't care. What about old clogs? Like, Absolutely. W- truly not. wooden. No. Legitimately wooden. That sounds so uncomfortable. Yeah. What if they had nice high arches, like arch support? They don't. If I'm they so, do, a peasant. I'm saying murdered. dream clogs. Okay. No, I would never <laughs> wear clogs. I love clogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, but when I went to read about it, there was just a lot of like extra ease uh at the on the end of words and stuff where yeah. i was like there's no way i'm reading that yeah. because it looks like something and like an old monk uh wrote in calligraphy yeah that's exactly and i love a murder where i can be like oh that like someone will write it and be like that was my grandfather yeah. and my or my grandfather is from the town that that happened and i think it's and he always said this and I mean, that can't happen. And so I wrote on the Facebook page, can someone fucking tell me their favorite 1500 murder? Because I really don't know what mine is. Like, I just don't have one. And then there was great one. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up using the one I kind of originally had thought of. Um, this chick that everyone wanted to do, but like had, has been overdone. But the yeah. chick who bathed in blood. Bathory. Yeah, Bathory. Yeah. Yes. What a fucking cunt. I mean, but or or was she being persecuted by right. the whatever church cat is probably yeah Catholic. who just spread these rumors about her to like get her under there except for there were witnesses but see that's yeah. the thing is like i was reading that and i'm like oh no it is real they are witnesses but this was back in the in those times it was like those the witch hunt shit went from like the 1400s to the 1700s yeah, or something plus at that time the people who wrote the history who wrote the books of what happened could be shady as fuck too yeah it's not like it's journalism the way it is today which is still pretty fucking shady <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> so wait did you do her no oh okay because i think um who just did uh, was it um someone just did a whole a whole episode on her oh okay so i wasn't interested oh okay so fuck them fuck that yeah we've been uh there the the week that i did the nurse some other crime podcast did the nurse too. I was really sad. Sorry, <laughs> I did not know. I'm fucking sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Yeah, someone did mind. Yeah, I mean they're just gonna overlap. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's me or you. It's um, either me or you <laughs> or Elvis. <laughs> I think it might be me. Okay. Pretty sure. I don't. I mean. Who cares, right? I mean, who gives a (laughs) fuck? Um, I did the Sawney Bean clan. 
Do you know those people? Which one? Were, no. I mean, which one were they? Tell me in a story. Why don't I tell you story style? Do it. Okay. Lay your head back. Okay. <laughs> on a cat. Close your eyes. <laughs> on a cat. Um, the Sonny Bean clan is an infamous uh, Scottish family from either the 1400s or the 1700s. Let's say the 14. They Why don't we know? Because it's this kind of it's almost like a Scottish urban legend that they have attributed to several different eras. Mm. Um and it's because they think this one is definitely a uh, propaganda that the English government used to make Scottish people look like barbarian. Yes. Um, and deviants. But let's talk about it as if it's real first. Right. And then we'll talk about that part later. I love it. Um, so if he was real, okay. this story um, a- and uh, the details from it, uh, are the source of horror films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <gasps> Ravenous, The Hills Have Eyes. So really? it's yeah, because it's a family of cannibals. Sure. And it's a family of cannibals who live in a hidden cave who uh, were a huge incestuous incestuous clan. Uh, that only came out at night and they were highway robbers. So people would travel along these roads along the Scottish um, countryside that was kind of like along the coast. And they would be trying to go between one um, city and the other. And the Sawney Bean clan would come out from their uh, cave that was hidden at high tide. So no one knew where they were. And they would go out in the night, hide, a, a highway traveler would go by on their horse and this clan of of inbred uh cannibals would jump out pull them off their horse murder them steal their shit kill their horse drag it all back to the cave which apparently uh went a mile underground sounds like pretty sweet digs yes and they would eat the meat of the people and then they had big piles of possessions so it was almost like a treasure cave but also filled with horrors and blood and whatnot so um so the head of it was alexander bean who was born in the 1500s in east lothian scotland which is a few miles out inside of outside of edinburgh uh on the east coast of scotland and uh they don't know that much uh, about the details of his life they do know they kept saying that he was like he was the son of like a, a ditch digger and a hedge trimmer or something like that so basically like his father was a hard-working you know working-class man yeah. and they kept saying that he was lazy alexander bean was lazy he didn't want to do hard work and so he basically left his family where his only option was to do what his father did. He met up with a woman who also didn't want to do hard work. And her name was Black Agnes Douglas, which is Fuck. probably my favorite name uh, to date yeah. in the research of this podcast. Um, so Black Agnes Douglas and Alexander Bean, Sonny Bean, uh, settled into Ballantrae together, um, which is city somewhere in scotland and then black agnes uh they were both run out of town because they suspected black agnes was a witch of course there's Um, no such fucking thing as witches (laughs) dude 
well, there, but there are such things as women who are smarter than other people in their village, right. and so they have to live outside of society. Or believe because a different religion than every all the majority of yeah. people who, yeah, yeah, like a Jew, yeah, a, a, a smart Jewish lady that wants to live on the edge of town because she can't I deal am. with bullshit. Here I am in fucking Little Armenia. Hi, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drive you out of Little Armenia. Would you please? Because I need to get out of this fucking apartment. Anyways, yes. <laughs> Black Georgia, get out of here. So they end up in this cave in Benay Head, which is between Gervon and Ballantrae on the west coast of Scotland. Oh, okay, so Ballantrae is on the west coast. Um, so, so, basically, you can't see the, the cave at high tide. The tide awesome. goes out and suddenly there's a cave opening. You walk in 200, uh, 200 yards deep and then apparently it goes down so it's a mile underground that is so cool and um so they black agnes sonny bean move into this cave they have 14 kids holy shit then they end up having nearly 50 grandchildren incestuously oh no Uh uh-huh so they're this big crazy clan and uh i already told you that they'd they'd come out at night so they were hidden. They would attack people, rob them, murder them, take all their shit back to the cave. So they never left a trace. Uh, they never left a survivor and they ate them. So oh, there was, wow. it was as if these people were just disappearing. I mean, that's fucking off the grid, right? Right. <laughs> so some say that a th- there are a thousand deaths were attributed to the Sawney Bean clan. Um, and because their reign of terror lasted for 25 years. Holy shit. Um, so it all ended one fateful night when the beans ambushed the beans ambushed a married couple who were coming back from a fair. They were riding on a horse together and, um, the bean clan attacked them and pulled the woman down off the horse, immediately murdered her, (gasps) ripped open her stomach pulled out her entrails, began eating her on the spot, blood everywhere. The husband, who was a great fighter, according to these reports, uh-huh. um, had a had a sword and a pistol, and he was fighting off the rest of the clan um, when a big group of fairgoers kind of come around the corner on the road, and so the Sawney Bean clan runs away. Okay. So they take the dead wife's body. This husband takes her body to the king and says, this crazy clan of lunatics attacked me and my wife, murdered my wife. Here's her body. Holy you got you to help me. So the king and uh, his... Uh, sorry, hold on. Oh, God. Can I say Sawney Bean sounds like one of those like all you can eat soup and salad restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> it, you're exactly right. Sawney, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. was a derogatory nickname for a Scottish person oh. in England. So it'd be like how uh, they called Irish people Patty. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. Mm. So that's another reason what like all the historians and scholars say yeah. this is an urban legend because everything about this is oh the disgusting old Sawney Bean Scotsman. You know how they are. How they live in caves, eat human flesh and fuck their own children. Yeah. Um, it's that. It has that tone to it. But we're still pretending that okay. it's real. So um, they they go to King James the sixth uh, of Scotland and tell him all about what happened. So he gets a manhunt going with 400 men and bloodhounds. 
and um, they look all around the countryside and they can't find anything until the tide goes back out and the bloodhounds mm. go crazy and find the opening of the cave. That is so cool. And then they go into it. And this was the Captain Charles Johnson uh, writing in 1742 describes what they found in the cave. Legs, arms, thighs, hands, and feet of men, women, and children were hung up in rows like dried beef, and a great many limbs lay in pickle, and a great mass of money, both gold and silver, with watches, rings, and swords, pistols, and a large quantity of clothes, both linen and woolen, and an infinite number of other, infinite number of other things, which they had taken from those they had murdered. It's murder with an apostrophe D, old fashioned mm-hmm. murdered, were thrown together in heaps or hung up against the sides of the den. Fuck. And I've seen like uh, illustrations. So it's basically like candlelight and then just body parts hanging from oh this from a cave. Um, so they were said to have been all captured alive and taken in chains to the toll booth jail in Edinburgh. Um then either transferred to Leith or Glasgow, where they were promptly executed without a trial. The men had their genitalia, hands and feet cut off, and then they let them bleed to death. Oh, God. The women were all burned and children. Don't, what would you rather have? Uh, burned? No. I think it would be relatively faster. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it would be horrible for like five minutes. That's a long time. Of it horrible. is a long time. But... Bleeding out with no uh, extremities is I rough. I think that would be quick, and I think you'd you'd be almost like numbed in a in your brain. Getting burned alive seems like a fucking nightmare to me. Oh wait, we had. Did you see the message from the woman on Facebook who is a? Um, there was someone on there that is a registered mortician <gasps> who said she would answer any questions for us. I wonder if she would know something like that. Yeah. I guess that's not really her department of the the actual dying. Right, but she can probably, I mean. Like, what's the pain? That'd be an interesting thing to know. The pain factor and the window. Like, how quickly do you go into shock if you are on fire? Like, immediately. Totally. I want to know that. How let's, long? Um, let's, let's see if she'll do a, a private AMA with us. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, like, read them on a, in a mini episode. That's a good idea. So, if you have questions for the licensed mortician and... Perhaps coroner. I don't. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely making up the coroner part right now, <laughs> just for fun. Do you know I have an ex boyfriend who's a um, what is it called? Pathological they- liar, <laughs> like me. <laughs> a lot of those. <laughs> no, he's a um, he's a he picks up dead bodies and brings them to the mortuary. Wow. Yeah, and he was like my shitty, like my broken heart ex boyfriend. When I found that out that he did that, I was like, you fucking dick, you oh, bested me. Like the one that got away. Uh, no, I'm like glad he got away, but he like fucked me up when while oh. I did it, and then he oh, got to yeah. have like the best. He also like had then living his best like my best life. <laughs> I was like, you dick! I want to do that. Uh, uh, whatever. He's gross. The mortician. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, and I'm jealous of him too. Yeah. Well, it's also just interesting because I think there's some people who'd be who'd never be able to do a job like that, like us probably. I know. In reality, yeah, I think it would be yeah. a very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah, but so interesting. Like, I would want to know all about it. I, I did too, husband. but I didn't want to speak to him anymore. I'd be like, no, yeah, not that guy specifically, but yeah. that's like that's like um, there was a there was a 
a homicide detective that was at the same thing I was at. I think I told you about that. And I wanted to talk to him so bad, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I don't have any guts in that way of like, I can't do a cold call of like, hi, I'm Karen. Tell me. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about, but I mean like how hot would that be if you were like going out with a homicide detective? It would be like, let me make you a casserole Mm -hmm. and get your goddamn slippers. Just saying like, how is your day? Yeah. And like, how was your day? I really want you to yeah, tell me. You're not just asking that because you're being a good wife. And no. like, how was your day? Tell me about like margin accounting. It's yeah, like no. what a bitch she is. Like, no. how was your fucking day? How was your day when you came up on the perp and Dude. shit? Like everything. Right. Okay. Let me wrap this down. I'm almost no, finished. No, that's great. I love it. Uh, okay. So, um, do 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 the most suspicious part of the Sonny Bean story is that no actual proof of him or his numerous victims actually exist. So they're saying if this many people thou- that what they say is like right. thousands over a 20 year period were truly disappearing from the Scottish coastline, yeah. there would be, it would be written in the newspaper sure. or what the, whatever, you know, the periodicals Records. of the time, yeah. there would be reports of it. Um, and they don't have not, they don't have any proof of like him being born or existing. And they don't have proof of people disappearing. Well, it's all just not, hearsay. Would that not be his real name then? Do we ha- they have his real name? Alexander Bean. Oh, I mean, right. nobody As named Alexander me. Bean. Yeah. Okay. Was born. So they say, right. um, the legend of Sonny Bean first appeared in what they called British chapbooks, which were rumor magazines of the day. Mm. Sounds and like that, the internet. Um, yes, exactly. The old internet. <laughs> ye old internet. Ye old internet. Um, which today leads many to argue that the story was a political propaganda tool to denigrate Scots after the Jacobite rebellions, which had happened from 1648 to 1746. Um, which would makes sense uh let's see scottish historian dr louise yeoman said that um the later king james who was the guy that in the story they say they brought that body to and got who got the 400 people up the search party um said he was a keen hunter but unlikely to have put himself in danger by leading a perilous trek like this and um she also said, if James had successfully led an ex- expedition to face down a well-armed group of bloodthirsty cannibals, he would have never, we would have never heard the end of it. So he was oh. the kind of king that like definitely bragged about any slight adventure that he ever went on. And yet not a word was written anywhere about him doing this. To me, that's the bigot. Like that to me is the most like you can be like, well, maybe it was less victims and maybe his name was something different or spelled differently. But that is... If it's all written record, what he said, he did. Yeah, and he was the kind of king that was like, uh, let me let you, let me tell you a little story about how I, I found the Sawney Bean clan. Right. Um, so, but maybe that part could have been, um, like, instead of getting 400 people, they got 30 people and they were townsfolk. It didn't go all the way to the king. Like, right. who knows that part? I really don't want to let it go because I honestly think, well, and it, this is the other thing, too. Um, author Sean Thomas disagreed agrees with the fact that it it is uh, urban legend because he says um uh if the sawney bean story is to be read as deliberately deliberately anti-scottish how do we explain the equal emphasis on english criminals in those same publications the british chapbooks um 
wouldn't such an approach rather blunt the point? So he was saying, like, mm. it wasn't just that one story. There was all these stories. Um, but other people say, yeah, except for the Sonny Bean story is so bad and extreme that people have been talking about it for hundreds of years. Well, that's the problem is that people have been talking about it. So it constantly becomes more and more gruesome. And suddenly the king is involved. And really, it was just like the fucking Locals. head of the local township. Right. Yeah. They also said that a lot of the local innkeepers were hanged, even though they were innocent, because they were always the last people to see those highway travelers alive. (gasps) But then that's another thing where like, well, then they would there would be record of their um, death and they can't find any of those. Um, So uh, author Fiona Black writes in her book, The Polar Twins. The monstrous figure of Sonny Bean as written history was probably an English invention. Cannibalism has a long history as a means of political propaganda used mm-hmm. by the dominant culture against those they want to colonize. As an English invention, Sonny may be considered uh, a colonial fiction written to demonstrate the savagery and uncivilized nature of the Scots in contrast to the superior qualities of the English nation. Yeah. Um, And also, so whether it's true or not, um, the one thing as an urban legend, the story of Sonny Bean represents the extremes humans are forced to go to when famine and poverty drive them to commit terrible deeds to survive, which is something that we all know the British really did do when they were colonizing Scotland and Ireland. You know, the Irish potato famine was not a famine because the crops failed. The English went in and took all of the crops out of Ireland. So people were starving while boats filled with food were being shipped over to England. They took all the food and intentionally starved Ireland so that they could take over the land. So this is something England did as a practice so it also could be the story of like these were people who were forced in these extreme measures they didn't have anything else to eat and then the story kind of came out from there fucking colonialism man it's not cool it's super not cool it's it's kind of not kind of ruined you've just like gone and pissed on a bunch of fucking continents and like marked your shitty so that's that's the Sonny Bean story. I was kind of bummed when I first heard that it was an urban legend because it's such a good, you know, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What better scary thing than the long, slow, like people just disappearing off a road. Yeah. And then the idea that it's in the middle of the night, a, a family of inbred lunatics are coming to just pull you off your horse and it's eat you. It's not even you. just like one crazy guy. Right. One wild and crazy guy. It's like... <laughs> it's 50. It's like 50. Ugh. Nutters. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Well... I hope it's not true. I don't know what to hope anymore. <laughs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. What's your favorite okay. murder? My favorite 1500 murder. <laughs> that you hate in general. That I hate it. No, actually, I, I had been reading about this um, like a couple of months ago because I had, I had never really, I heard the term, but I had never understood the story because fuck Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> the princes in the tower. Oh, I saw that on the list, but I didn't read that one. Yeah. So this was, this reminded me of that. Um, and it's a really interesting story. It takes place in 14 around starts in 1483. It starts in 1483 with the, Oh my God, I don't have to do this again. And I meant to look this up. Uh oh, you're gonna get in big trouble no, for pronouncing okay. it wrong. No, this is embarrassing. So one with a V is five, right? <laughs> no, that's four. God damn it! When the one is before the V, it's four, and if okay. it's after, it's Listen, six. Fourth grade was a really hard year for me, dude. Who gives a fuck about Roman numerals? Okay. Seriously, so four. Okay. Um, Wait, yeah, because X is ten. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So Edward the Fourth of England. Um, he died unexpectedly on April 9th, 1483. He had two sons, Edward V. Am I guessing that right? <laughs> Edward V of England. Just called him Edward V. Edward V. <laughs> What's his, Edward, what his last name is? V. Edward V, of, and who was 12, and Richard of Shrewsbury, Duke of York, who was nine. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a nine-year-old's name. No. And it's almost like you can't be you can't be the maybe prince one. You can't be the prince, but here you go. You're the Duke of York. Yeah. She's like, cool. Ricky Shrewsbury. Ricky Shrewsbury. Um Ricky, yeah. Okay. So so Edward dies unexpectedly, but right before his death, he designates his brother, Richard, as Lord Protector. Richard the third? No. I don't know. Oh, okay. Richard I I I. I don't see I, I, I no <laughs> Richard as Lord Protector. Okay. Yes. No. We'll see. Yes. I'll let's read this. Sorry, sorry. I just, <laughs> why would I even ask a question? No, I just feel stupid. Um so I wrote down turns out he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> so Richard was a fucking dick. It's Richard Duke of Glou um Gloucester. He sets out for London. After I think it's Gloucestershire. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I no, could definitely right. be wrong. I could be you're wrong. Right. All this. This is the kind of thing like Edinburgh. It looks like it's Edinburgh, but it's Edinburgh. Edinburgh yeah. And you're supposed to know that, even though you're from fucking Northern California or Southern California. We're Americans. We're couldn't be more California. We're Americans. And we're like, we don't even know what's going on. So Glou Gloucester. Gloucester? Gloucester. I don't know. Anyways. You know what? We're going to hear we're, we're gonna hear plenty from people who do know. He sets out from, for Lund London. Is that how you say it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. 
So he sets out for London after his bro dies. The following morning, he arrests um, Edward's... Oh my god, I can't read any of this. I mentioned his fucking... His uncle... The uncles. So they're half-brother. So they he arrests the other kid. Like, he's just already being, like, dicking around. Yep. Um, and they were sent to a castle where they were fucking... The uncle and the... And the half-brother were fucking immediately beheaded in Yorkshire. <gasps> Wait, the nine and the 12-year-old? No, not yet. Oh, sorry, The nine sorry. and the 12-year-old's other uncle and oh, got half-brother it, got, it. got it. were immediately beheaded. So, because Edward V was the, the heir to the throne. So okay. he was supposed to, once his dad unexpectedly died, he was supposed to be fucking king. Um. So then Richard fucking grabs these two kids... These two little ones, Edward V of England and Richard of Shrewsbury. Jacob and Ricky York. Shrewsbury, yeah. Yeah, Ricky Shrewsbury. He takes possession of them. The uh, Elizabeth Woodville, who was the wife of Edward, had just died, takes her other son, Richard, Duke of York, then her daughters into a sanctuary. She's like, fuck this, in like later days. Then Richard, <laughs> so Edward V and Richard arrive in London together. Um, and then so plans start for Edward's coronation, but the date kept being postponed. Uh-oh. So this 12 year old kid who just lost his dad was like about to be the king, which yeah. is insane. Very Game of Thrones. Very. So on May 19th, 1483, Edward was lodged in the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. Scary. It's the traditional re- residence of monarchs prior to the coronation. So he's still like, I'm going to be king. <laughs> And then on June 16th, he was joined by his younger brother, this kid, Richard, Ricky, good old Ricky, (laughs) um, who was previously in the sanctuary. But at this point, the date of Edward's coronation was indefinitely postponed by their dick, Uncle Richard. Uh Uncle Dick. (laughs) Yeah. Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. Got it. So then on Sunday, June 22nd, a sermon was preached at St. Paul's Crossing claiming Richard to be the only legitimate heir of the House of York. So at this point, there's like this crazy... um, conspiracy to get this guy Richard tricky dick Mm -hmm. to be the king instead yeah so a group of lords knights and gentlemen petitioned Richard to take the throne Uh, both princes were the two kids were subsequently declared illegitimate by parliament because Richard like changed the laws it was an act of parliament known as titulus regios regios again I fucking hate yeah we don't speak Latin no so he said that the marriage between Edward IV and Elizabeth's marriage was invalid because of some contract of a pre-marriage. So like he made some bullshit law and said that these kids aren't legitimate. So this one can't be king. Um, so this so rich. So he was crowned King Richard III. You were correct, ma'am. I was correct. You were correct. A miracle of England on July 3rd. And the declaration of the boy's illegitimacy had been described as an ex post facto justification for him getting the fucking throne. And it's re- recorded that after he seized the throne, Edward and his little, and Ricky were taken to the quote inner apartments of the tower, and they were seen less and less. Sometimes uh. they were seen like playing outside, but less and less. 
Um, and Edward was regularly visited by a doctor who reported that like a victim prepared for sacrifice, he sought remission of his sins by daily confession and penance because he believed that death was facing him. Like this kid was a 12 year old boy. Yeah. This kid was like, I know it's happening. I mean, he's been, he's been raised to be, to be ready to be prince. So he's probably a fucking smart kid. Yeah. Right. And knows what happens with monarchies. You know, it happened a bunch. Sure. Pretty standard stuff. Yeah. So there's reports that they're seeing playing around the tower, but no recorded sightings of either of them after the summer of 1483. There was an attempt to rescue them, but it failed. And it's it's at this point, the reason it failed is because they were they were already dead. That's (gasps) that's what they think is that the reason it failed is that they were already dead. Um. Other than their disappearance, there's no direct evidence that they were murdered and no, quote, reliable, well-informed, independent or impartial sources for the associated events. So it's it's a speculation that they were murdered, but it's there's a lot of evidence as to it happening. And well, yeah, because there's somebody that has a really good reason to murder them. Very good. And they're never seen from again. Right. And also, when you're the king, you can get all that shit taken care of and not have any evidence laying around. Right. So, jump to, like, more recently, four unidentified bodies have been found, which are considered possibly connected with the events. Um, Let's see. Okay, so the the theory that I think is the most correct and seems to be the, like, this is what everyone thinks it is. So, there's this guy named James, Sir James Tyrell. He was mm-hmm. an English knight who fought for the House of York on many occasions. Um, and he was acting as, uh, he was the loyal servant of Richard III. So he was arrested by Henry the. Just sound fifth? it out. How many? V11. Seventh? Henry the Seventh forces in 1502. I'm so, this is. Dude, please. Okay. In 1502 for supporting another. Yorkist claimed the throne so he's arrested and he was going to get executed and he was tortured and he's like yeah it's I was I was I did it because Richard III told me to really he confesses to this guy uh, named Thomas Moore and Moore said that the princes uh, this guy told him they were smothered to death in their beds by two agents by this guy Tyrell and were then Tyrell and then were then were buried quote at the stair foot neatly Deep in the ground, <laughs> un- under a great heap of stones, but were later disinterred and buried in a secret place. Ooh, yeah. Um, they were under the guard of the Tower of London while they were there, which was controlled by Richard III's men, and access to them to the princes was was strictly limited by his instructions. Which is like that. That's a fact. Yeah. He could therefore have dispatched one of his retainers to murder the princes on his behalf. But it's unlikely that they could have been murdered without his knowledge. You know what I mean? He did it. These little fucking poor kids were. So in 1674, some workmen were remodeling the Tower of London, giving it a little little makeover. What year? 16 something? 1674. Okay. They dug up a wooden box containing two small human skeletons. I know. The The bones were found buried. 10 feet under the staircase uh, leading to the chapel of the White Tower. 
they were not the first children's skeletons found within the tower. Oh, which is no. Like, what are you fucking doing in they there? They did whatever they wanted. Sure. Um, two, the bones of two other children had been found um, in a chamber that had been walled up, which could have also been them. So, like, you, you find two sets, two sets of two of two children's bones like the chances are that one of them is going to be yeah except queen elizabeth ii has not granted the approval for dna testing she's like nope queen elizabeth ii is our current one i think so and oh, oh, sorry i didn't mean no yeah only why what does she care i mean it's gonna it's gonna look badly on on them oh it's too late most people think they're lizard people don't really? they realize? Yeah, have you ever heard that theory? No. David Icke? No. Oh, it's fascinating. What is it? They think that... That there's just... um That the, basically the most powerful and richest people on the planet are actually lizard people. Oh, there was a um, last podcast on the left about that. Yeah. it's I haven't heard that, but uh, my friend Laura used to read all David Icke books and mm. websites and then tell me what they said. And she started out thinking it was funny and then after a while it got a little real and I was like you need to stop reading that shit like she believed it she just was reading a lot of it yeah. she's like submerged herself in the world a little much where it's basically once you suspend disbelief a yeah. little bit then you can go you know then you can kind of believe what you know that everybody's kind of like a um, they say that they're like these weird they have the ability to change from lizards to people Wow, that's and that's rude. all. Like most royalty are actually lizard people. That's stupid. It's a little heavy. Like why lizards? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like you could see it. Like they're part alien or something. Okay. I, I actually believe alien more than lizard. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the end. The end is that the bones were removed and examined in 1933 and the, the arch, uh, archivist the leading anatomist he said that uh, they concluded that the bo- bones belonged to two children around the correct ages for the princes oh yeah that was in the 30s that they did mm-hmm. that oh that's cool but since then they won't they won't let them test them that's all that's test. the only word they want to hear about yeah it. You know what's funny is we went to the Tower of London, my sister and I. So did I. Uh, but we had such bad jet lag oh. that we were trying to stay up till a normal hour so that when we went to sleep, because yeah. we landed at like nine in the morning. Yeah. But for us, it was like two in the morning. Yeah. So then it was like for us, it was like we were trying to stay up all night. So mm. we took all these tours. So we walked through the Tower of London. We did all this stuff, but neither of us can remember it because we were like exhausted. Oh my God. And then we finally went to sleep at four o'clock and then we woke up at three in the morning and we had jet lag for like four days while we were in England. It sucked. I did that. uh, I did that too in places. If you don't do it right, you can really screw up like your whole vacation. That's true. One of the only memories I have is like going to the aquarium that they have there. Really Mm -hmm. a really awesome one. Mm Mm-hmm. And petting a little stingray <gasps> that would they would come up to the sides of the tank like little dogs. Oh my god, cute! But I was in love. I mean, of all the memories to have of love, I could have done that in Monterey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> totally insane. Anyhow, we were. Uh, I'm just saying, the Tower of London did not seem to me to be the kind of place any kid would ever want to be. No, not a fun little hangout. No, not a good summer camp. Mm-mm. Well, that's 1500s. Next year, next time, can we do? Can we do a like a seventies one? I mean, this was a misstep. Oh, I admit it, 
hundred percent. Were those okay? I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna edit out some of the stupider shit I said. Look, you can you can edit whatever you want, some but of the more I think stupid. Uh, if anyone is coming here to learn, they've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's do like. So your the your your episode about or your murder about um, the chick whose hands got fucking sliced off, Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent, fucking crawling her stump way. Yep, that's like the most talked about one. Right. So people like gruesome shit. Well, and also I think it's just it's if it's a good story. Yeah, it's a survivor story. A too. survivor story or something so insane like for me what i like is when it's something where you're like i'm sorry what the fuck are you talking about like how is that possible yeah. in human experience yeah what depraved fuck upness or like crazy planning yeah should we do survivors next week we can oh my god i know the one i want to do if you want to do survivors yeah let's do i survived uh I'll tell you, mine will be from an I Survived. I'm sure it will. You're obsessed with that show. I, I This is one I tell people at parties. <gasps> Have you told me? Don't tell me. I don't know. I Sometimes wanna, when I'm I can't sure. think... it, I think part of this obsession is when I can't think of what to say. I'll just go into somebody else's tale of amazing survival. <laughs> you know, lately when I'm at like a... When I, I'm short of a conversation and uh, I'll ask people their hometown murders. You will? Yep. Do you get some good ones? Sometimes people see it's funny how much how people just jump into the conversation like it's normal. Yes. Which I really appreciate. I do, too. And like I've been at like a, you know, around a whole table of people and it's like awkward chit chat. And then I'll and then I'll be like, oh, I'm from Arizona. And I'm like, oh, were you there when that this thing happened? Yeah. And then it just starts this like fun conversation. Well, because and also because people have such extreme reactions to it, either they're super into it or super repelled by it. Yeah. But it is a fun like, oh, I can't if you guys are to talk about this, I can't be here. Right. Well, then then that's go away. Yeah. That's exactly what I end up saying. Can we? Um. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to fucking. You don't have to. Make your whole life around someone else's comfort or not? No. Why would you? Should we read a? No. Go ahead. Should we read a um, a hometown? Please do before we end. Yeah. Um. There's one that I have. Let's see. That was really great. Uh. Hold on one second. Let's see. This is the hold music. Back in the 1500s. So Krista wrote a hometown murder, and the subject is this is the one in all caps. Ooh. So I'm like, I'm going to read that one. Well done, Krista. And people have been really good at like putting awesome subject lines on it. Like they'll put like what it like murder suicide blah 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 you this is crazy yeah i'm reading that nice so okay here's krista's uh story okay in 1993 my 18 year old neighbor went missing rose larner was her name i was younger so i didn't really know her well but did know her younger brother who was only a year ahead of me in school 
It was December in Michigan, and I can remember my best friend and I uh, intentionally walking past Rose's house when her mother, also named Rose, kept a lone candle burning in the window as a symbol for her missing daughter. Ooh. The police didn't really seem to do much since Rose was 18. Hey, 1993. Yeah. Uh, She was legally dealt. However, it was very eerie. According to reports, her boyfriend and her childhood friends said that they last saw her early that morning, and that was it. She totally vanished. For two years, there was no answer about Rose. Until the childhood friend, Billy Brown, fearing he was going to be arrested, confessed that the boyfriend, John Ortiz Kehoe, strangled Rose at his grandparents' house. Those poor people. Grandparents? According to Billy, John became infuriated when Rose refused to participate in a threesome. Reports said that he strangled her, took her to the shower, slit her throat, dismembered her, and burned her body in the grandparents' fire pit with the help of Billy. Jesus. High school. Can you imagine? Yeah. Here's where it gets seriously disturbing, she yeah, says. Really? Like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I was there. According to Billy's testimony, he and John had gone to the store that day and purchased sandwich-making items, bread, turkey, etc. While they were watching Rose's body burn, John commented that he, quote, wondered how flesh would taste, cut off a remaining piece of Rose, put it in a sandwich with some mustard, and ate her. There were no words. There are no words. Billy claims John tried to eat another piece, but spit it out because the flesh had too much gasoline on it. That's why he's fucking spit it out, uh, which they'd used to burn her body. Police were able to find a speck of blood at the grandparents' house and identified it as Rose. Kehoe is in jail for life, but has a fucking blog, a blog protesting his innocence. Uh. She says Billy Brown only got a year in jail, which is inter- like it's weird that they only found a speck. Yeah, that's strange. Um, yeah. Kehoe well, still claims that he is innocent of all this and states that Brown sold him out because both were drug dealers, users, and Billy was afraid he would get sent to jail unless he gave the police a story a story to bargain with. Well, wait a second. So then was it not true that he... Like, was that the eating part not true? Well, he got convicted. But I mean, oh. is he saying that he made that up or something? No, he's saying he didn't kill her at all, any of it. Oh, which is interesting that you would think that there would be more than a speck of blood. Yeah, that's true. Especially for a high school who, in 1993 who doesn't understand like luminol and how to like find blood stains. Yeah. And even in the pipes of the shower, although I guess it was two years later. Two years. That's true. But but that you're right that if they looked at it with luminol, wouldn't it still be there? Yeah. So they either killed her somewhere else or didn't. But it sounds like the cutting happened in the shower. Yeah, but would it still be in there? I mean, I wonder if Luminol picks up. If he strangled her, then then slit her throat in the shower. But if he dismembered her, then you know, how do you carry body parts Ugh. to the? Unless he did the dismemberment outside, but there'd still be. Then well, then if it was like blood, in dirt, right. if the blood was in dirt, right? Or he took the body parts straight from the shower into like a garbage bag, dude. But, then, oh, but you know what? Like, what about the fire pit? I feel like there'd be so much evidence in there, like ashes and... and yes, for sure, because you can't burn a human body no. like at, at just a normal fire pit. No, there'd be heat. bone fragments, something. Even when you burn a body when it's being um, officially, and we've got a mortician we can talk to about this, I've but there's it. a certain heat at which it burns, and even then there's still bones left over. I've seen the remnants of a, a cremated body. Yeah. It's fucking creepy well yeah oh that's not that satisfying 
So it's either they did it or they completely didn't. I. It's. It sounds like the most obvious answer, except for maybe why he did it and the eating of the body part. Right. I mean, this just. It's so making a murderer. Yeah. It's so that thing where then you're it, when you are left when I am left in stories like that. I can fill in those blanks so easily and just be positive someone's guilty. But why would the cops run with it if they had already been like, no, she ran away. It wasn't like, oh, we haven't solved this murder, this like crime of this disappearing girl. Well, because don't you think they always suspect like the closest, if it's a girl that's disappeared, they always suspect the boyfriend or a male relative. Like, I'm sure they had their four favorites. I just also feel like, so they must have... they must have interviewed the boyfriend and the best friend in the beginning and grilled them. I feel like one of them would have cracked. Like, it's, again, high schoolers. Yeah. But high school drug dealers. Maybe they right. were on drugs. I always think it's so fascinating, that whole thing of, like, how drugs can affect, like, a a, a, lie, a lie detector test. Sorry, mm-hmm. the hiccups. A lie detector test or, like, any of that stuff where you can kind of weirdly, like, you can... Uh, neutralize Mm -hmm. your your energy and make them not suspect you well also I guess if you're a drug dealer you're already kind of like our anti-authority so the thought of like succumbing and confessing because succumbing to the interrogation and confessing is like it's like a feat of strength to be like no I didn't do it right I didn't let them yeah and if they're drug dealers maybe they'd already dealt with the cops a lot so it wasn't so scary as it would be for you and I right Friday night Vince and I did nothing Mm -hmm. and sat at home and watched the OJ Simpson yes the new (gasps) Simpsons yes Documentary, the thirty for thirty, which Ugh. I haven't finished yet. Don't even. I'm only on part four, and I you and I either. texted and had some funny jokes about it. Yes, and that's like that was perfect. We had some wine and we had snacks and like that's like my my perfect moment with cats surrounding us. Yeah, and and fucked up murder. I love that special. I was talking. I went to a party on Saturday night last Saturday, and I was talking to my friend about that. Be, and I just kept saying to her, I'm so embarrassed. It, my reaction in 1995 or when, whenever that yeah. dip, that um, uh, verdict came down, was it 95 or 94? I wanna, yeah, 94, 95. I can't remember. Yeah. But whenever it was, I just very much remember. I remember hearing like on the radio, on talk radio or whatever, black, the black reaction was like, good, this is what we deserve. You know, it's only just. And I remember just thinking, this is crazy. I don't understand what these people are talking about. And now it took 25 years practically. And to now understand what they meant, it makes me embarrassed um, that like that's what they're talking about when they talk about white privilege there are stories in that documentary i never heard before i didn't know about that 12 year old girl that got shot in the back by the korean store owner i didn't know about the woman who got shot on her front lawn over an energy like a gas bill yeah like there's all this news that i didn't know about that i like we just weren't privy like the news was so different back then totally and, and right, I mean, 
you think like racism, you know, not in my lifetime so much better. We don't, we're not this way. Yeah, we're fucking horrible. Yes. We're, it's because we, because ultimately it's you don't know what you don't know. Totally. And a lot of people talk like when people, when there's the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, campaign and then there's these other people going all, all lives, lives matter, matter where it's like you're, you are missing the point. Totally. And what you're saying is as if you understand yeah. what these people are going through, you do not. Yeah. You're privilege is such that you have no idea it made and me it, as even though i'm not at all racist and no one in my family is and it's not you know it's nothing i've ever encountered on my own in my own life it made me so embarrassed yes for it's because we shouldn't because if you don't know then you shouldn't be going this is ridiculous you know what yeah. i mean like it's that judgment of a of privilege yeah that's embarrassing to me because yeah i always thought i was middle class working class totally. my parents are from i both were raised by irish immigrants who are poor and bootstrapped and all that kind of yeah. stuff so nobody has that kind of like i always look at that as like oh the one percent and those people that yeah. don't understand whatever that's not us it absolutely is totally. is you if you haven't had the experience yeah and that I, that's but that's the brilliance of that documentary series is people are ha legitimately having their eyes open totally i can't wait to finish it and it's it's heavy. i hear the fifth episode is insanely grisly <gasps> because oh. you see the bodies there's crime scene photos uh -huh. is that the first time they've ever been shown like legally and publicly i wonder i'm not sure oh god i don't want to see it's apparently Matt. very graphic and upsetting i just remember hearing when i was like when it happened that i there's the first time i ever heard this and i've unfortunately heard it since that her neck was so slit that it was almost she was almost beheaded yeah like that st has stuck with me and i mean I've seen it a couple heard it a couple read it a couple times in other crimes since then yeah and it 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 gives me the chills it's so crazy it's so crazy and it, the, the weirdest part is that all of it like the entire story is surreally huge like you just wouldn't anybody who hasn't seen this documentary you really have to see it and the beginning the first episode is really all about oj and his football career which i was like boring but then it, it makes you understand who he was and why it mattered because i didn't care about football right so I didn't understand what a huge person I saw him in the naked gun. And right. I was like, he's that actor. You yeah. Know? But like even him getting it was just so interesting what it meant for him to be as huge as he was. Right. And he was one eye. of the first people. He was one of the first black men that was presented as um, like a commercial aspirational figure yeah. which had never happened yeah. before. For neither for not just for black people. No, for, for everybody. Society. Yeah. At, it, at large. It's so fascinating. It is. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. mm. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I tried to end it on a positive note. <laughs> and then I ended up talking about fucking up The Simpsons well, no, again. Um, oh, also, there's a series my sister told me to start watching, mm -hmm. which is on PBS called oh. The Tunnel. Have you heard of that? Is that the one you just told me about? Where there's, um, they find a body in the <gasps> channel between France and England. <gasps> and the, it's a woman's body that they laid perfectly on the line between England and France. <gasps> and it's really good. It. it just started. I keep checking my DVR thinking that there's going to be another one and it's like no you're new to this series you have to wait a week but it's oh, driving me no. crazy yeah because no. it's that good i can't do that anymore i know i want to watch everything at once yeah
Okay. Okay. Let's, let's watch that. What do you guys like? What are you guys into? What's your favorite murder? What's your hometown murder? Email us at I have the hiccups now. Email us at my favorite murder <laughs> at Gmail. Tell us your hometown murder. Make that subject line real interesting. Again, your t shirts are coming soon. They're being made. It was a pre order. Thank you for being patient. Yeah. Uh, we'll never go anywhere past uh, 19, uh, let's say 1910. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll, we can go to the late 1800s. I feel like, yeah, late 1800s is pretty cool because there's like a lot of like nefarious villains and stuff, which is fun. And you can like picture the mustaches and stuff. Yeah, but everything oh. else is just like crazed. Yeah. Crazed ignorance. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and tell your friend, tell a friend about this podcast and let's, um, let's, we really, you guys, this is so exciting. I, I love this podcast. It's pretty fun. And uh, and our Facebook page, we have almost 16,000 people on. It's so nuts. It's so nuts. And thank you so much to all of our, um, I always forget the word. Murderinos. Our murderinos, yes. But our the people that run that page. Oh, our murderators. They, our murderators bust their ass. <sighs> they guys. really keep it in line. It's exactly how we want it. People being cool to each other. People talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but keeping it on topic and kind of keeping it clean so we can just go on there and read these stories people post we can you know not too many memes like they they just keep it nice and like on on point for us and there's a lot of hometown murders up there too so you guys can read them because we have a ton in our email but you but that you guys need to see but actually i think i'm going to start posting them as like blog posts on our um patreon oh good idea for free or whatever i don't know how to do it but we yeah we don't so the my Patreons. favorite murder or patreon i think i'm going to start posting some of the ones we're not going to read okay on there and um my fave murder at twitter on twitter and there's like a t- you guys should listen to the other episodes they're not from the 1500s oh my god this thing was you know what this was fun about this this was like a plane that was kind of crashing, mm-hmm. but then it pulled it pulled the nose up at the end yeah. and then it just kind of skidded into the dirt yeah we skimmed we skimmed the trees. Um, we did our best. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's fun to listen to people try. It is. And uh, I'm sure it was. there were funny moments. Uh, well. <laughs> Intentionally or otherwise. I, I like that you, try, you tried to end it on a positive I really note. did. <laughs> and Elvis isn't here, so I can't make him meow. Should I try to get him it's to come just out? It's a fucking shit show. Elvis, you better get out Elvis. here right now. Elvis, need, Elvis. Elvis, come to the building. Elvis. Elvis. Hi. Do you there want a cookie? Is. Thank God. Yeah. Hey, Karen. Stay sexy. <laughs> Don't get murdered. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>